Welcome back to the DS Chronicles of Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And today we are here to cover Season 2, Episode 8 of the Entertainment District arc, Gathering. Gathering. And before we do quite that, Chad, we know that there is a Demon Slayer... Film. I'm assuming it's a film. Well, yeah, we're assuming... I haven't checked. There's some movie stuff going on with it, but I bet it's a film. Will you tell everyone what's going on with that as far as we are concerned? The lovely Marco Stan slid in my DMs. Not like that. She was just giving me some information. (laughs) And she notified me that this new film, I'll say film very Mm -hmm. unenthusiastically. With an an asterisk on it. It's got an asterisk. It has an hour of recap and then an hour of new content um, and but it's going to be the same thing as this last film where the new season starts off right where the film starts with the film with the film. So there's no point of seeing the film unless you're really, you know, you just can't wait at all. I don't want to go watch recap and then watch that anyways. I say we just wait a month. It's 30 days. Not long. Comes back in April. The show does. So we yeah, can wait it would for that. be awesome to see all that stuff on on the big screen, but we wouldn't really be able to take our notes and podcast about exactly. it anyway. So we're just gonna wait for the show. Um, now, if it was two hours of new content, I th- I say we would have definitely done. Yeah, it. we would have made it happen because I mean we still could have. It just wouldn't have been as much. It would have been more like very broad talking points rather right. than getting down and dirty like we like to do. We would still have our pen and paper, but it would just be really hard to write it. <laughs> yeah, it would just be the very theater. sloppily written and yeah. people would look at us being like, "Why are they why are they writing in, in the front? The- We're in the very front." <laughs> just knelt down. Or we just take our microphones in and we just do the podcast while we're watching <laughs> the movie, especially during the uh, our recap part. But with all that cleared and out of the way, Gathering, what did you think of this episode? I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed it too. I found there to be some, uh, I started just, I paused about halfway through and started laughing because I realized something. Obviously, we're going to talk about it in the notes, but overall, yeah, I liked it. You realized something, okay. It wasn't like not a big like realization as much as I just saw where I was in the episode and I realized what we had done thus far in the episode yeah, the and whole, I started laughing. Well... I don't want to get ahead of myself episode-wise. There does seem to be dragged-out moments, mm-hmm. and even last episode, too. But in a few episodes, this particular arc, there's definitely a couple dragged-out moments. So the moon is strong this evening. We finally got Nezuko to go to sleep with that lovely lullaby from uh, the episode prior. We store her in... She's back in her home, her little box. Yeah, we store her in her box. Now, so does she just shrink when she starts sleeping? No, I think she can purposely shrink too. Well, I know that. I like. I know she deflated last episode, but I guess I didn't see exactly when she shrunk because I like Tanji put her in the box, and at first I was like, "Wait, was she normal size?" And I went back and looked, and she was already very small. So I was like, "How? How? You know? Did she just shrink all the way down to little baby Nezuko size when she started falling asleep? I guess so, yeah. Or does she just feel when she's close to the box and just instinctually start shrinking? A lot of S's in what I was saying there. Imagine every time you go home, you just get smaller. Be pretty cool. Happens when it gets colder. I know uh, Tanji is ready to rejoin the fight, and we get hit with the OP. Now, the incel demon, I've got a name for him. Well, I liked Holy Scully, but... Holy Scully was good. What do you think about Icky the incel? 
Icky the incel is also very good. Because yeah. he's kind of no, icky. See, here's the thing. You don't, when you say holy scoly, it's like a scary moment that he does. Right. You're not necessarily calling him that. And I'll also be honest, uh, you know, moment of truth here. We were off of Demon Slayer for about a week or two. So, you know, the way it's released, people will hear holy scoly, I think, one week before. We've been doing it without it for two weeks or something like that. You came up with Holy Scully. I didn't have it in my notes, so I couldn't go back and figure out what we were calling him. I couldn't remember. So I came up with Icky the Incel. Because no, this, this is perfect. Holy Scully, it's Icky the Incel. Yes. Holy Scully is it. kind of the exclaim that you make when you see him. Yes. Yeah, because also <laughs> and you look at his ribcage and you go, well, that's kind of icky. <laughs> right, right. And then when he speaks, he talks like an incel. He definitely does. So Holy Scully, it's Icky the Incel. <laughs> Nice. He's going off about... First of all, he's giving his sister a piggyback ride while hating on Tengen. Um, he thinks Tengen was just born with talent, that he didn't have to work for it. And then Tengen kind of does this thing where he gives him a lesson, like, you don't know how big this world is. Because apparently they've just kind of lived in this town for the whole the whole time. Right. And, I mean, he is... The incel part's really coming out here because obviously to have those big muscles that Tengen has and to look as sexy as he does, mm-hmm. he had to work for that. But does he have a beautiful face to begin with? He does. Yeah. He does. Genetics are definitely on his mm-hmm. side, but you still have to, you know, good genetics are like the good ingredients of mm-hmm. a nice meal. You got all the makings to make it happen, but you still got to make it. Right. And to his credit, he's done just that. He also goes on to say, I kind of have no power at all compared to some. And I thought this was kind of a cool moment because uh, he talks about people who became Hashira in two months as they kind of flash up on the screen. Now, it's been so long since I've seen these people. It's the blind guy with the necklace that is yeah, way he, too big. And so the he girl talks with, about him, mm-hmm. that guy. He said he's a total enigma. And the next person was the one that has become a, a Hashira oh, okay. in two months. So the total enigma is the blind guy, the stone guy, I believe, is what he is. I thought he was stone. The stone, Hashira. He's apparently just incredible. Okay. So from what we understand, the top Hashira is that guy. Because he, we, I think me and you had talked about that before. We were thinking maybe he's the top dog, and then he just come out and was like, that guy is a total Mm -hmm. enigma. He's incredible. Anytime I see someone who's blind... I'm immediately like, all right, there's the strongest well, one. Well, it's not like he's blind. He just doesn't have the circles in his eyes. What are those called? The receptacles? What do you call the circles in your eyes? Um, pupils. Pupils. He doesn't iris. have pupils. Right. So, or so, irises. So you're doing this thing once again where you're trying to act like he's not blind? No, I'm. Here's the thing. I am always I on am, blind watch. I'm always on blind watch. I've nailed it, I think, 17 times. I'm always able to tell. I had a blind uncle, so therefore... I'm good at this stuff. I am not doing this thing where I automatically assume he's not blind. I'm just doing the thing where I'm not going to presumptuously (laughs) call this guy blind. Because every time you've called someone blind, they end up not being blind. Every time I've been correct. At least they might not be physically blind, but they have made themselves. You're talking about Uri. Uri was blind. All right, dude. Uri... Uri was the worst call of the century that you've made, okay? He no. was not blind. He had a f- the freaking power of a god to regenerate. Dude, I've said it once. I'll say it again since Attack on Titan just stopped. Uri was so blind that he could see all. 
because he was plugged into the past. Now, what was the next blind thing you said? Because you were also wrong on that one, and I can't even remember because you've been wrong so many times. Well, the master's blind. Um, now the master actually is blind, correct? Yes, I'm telling you. But so is so is the stone Hashira. Spoiler alert: we so see is the, Uri. we got to see this the master with eyes this episode. I know that was fun. I can't wait to get to that. I do remember. I remember you being a real dick, telling me someone wasn't blind another time, but they were. I I think it was from Jujutsu Kaisen. One of was it? I think one of those no, characters. The guy, was that guy blind. was deaf. He wasn't blind. <laughs> No, that guy was definitely deaf, but there was another one that I'm pretty sure was blind. No, it was made in abyss, I think. I don't know. Oh, there was definitely some blind people. There's always some blind people in each show. It's a very it's an anime trope. The Japanese love blinds. Anyways, what is the Hashira power of the girl who became one in two months? Mist? I don't I don't it's a mist it is the mist. Hashira, but I do not think that is a girl. I think you're wrong in saying that's a girl. So you're you're 0 for 2 today. Blind and... I'll, the thing was, is I also... I did a little ping pong match with myself about that, because I almost typed girl in my notes, and then I went, wait a second, I feel like this was a thing where it's actually a guy, and then I decided, no, it's a girl. Should we just look it up? I'm looking it up now. Be careful with it, though. I know, just I know. Just say, is the Mist Hashira a dude? It's a guy. It's a guy. Yep. It's a guy. So 0 for 2. Okay. <laughs> I'm not good with genders. I'm good with blindness. That's what I've always said, all right? I've gotten genders wrong plenty of times. Blindness, 100%. Yeah. Shooting 100%. You have. You have made out with some people you thought were the opposite way. Sometimes now, it's, it's tricky nowadays. There, so, I like to mention, though, I think, I think we already passed by this. This guy said he's not like the Hashira that he's killed before. So this this upper six, Iki the incel, he has killed multiple Hashira. I thought that was interesting, him saying that. The Hashira kill count for a bunch of these demons that we've met so far seems preposterous. Right. And it's all, it's all like the upper, it literally is only the uppers, though. I don't think any of the lowers have ever killed one. I know, but didn't... Uh... But they've been around, you got to think about it, because Tengen even says, too, this guy's probably been around for centuries. So if he's been around for 400 years, he's had he's probably killed a few of them. Yeah, but even centuries. Like, Akaza, he, too, was like, yeah, I've killed, like, 19. And then, uh, spoiler alert, he's killed, Icky, the incels, killed 15. His sister's killed 7. So oh, we're so like, that, that is, they, they gave the official number. Yeah, they gave the okay. official number. He killed 15. He said, I've killed 15, she's killed 7. So they're at 22 together, and I know that Akaza was in the double digits. So there's like 35 Hashira that have been killed by just these three demons. So I met, I mean, think about Muzan. How long has Muzan been around? I think he's killed quite a few. What if the spoiler is that Muzan has never killed any? He's always just had them kill them. That would be cool, too. I would like yeah. that touch. I'd like that touch. So I'm, all I'm saying is the Hashira, train a little harder. So I guess just it's literally just top. What is the upper? Is it ten? Upper ten? It's upper six. Upper six. It's literally just them then that well, can kill Hashira. Well, there's three more that we haven't met. That's what I'm saying though. Like the of the upper six. Well, these are technically one person, right? So there's. Oh yeah. So there might be four, four more. Four more. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what was Akaza number three? So there's He's two above three. him. Yeah, that's. I'm telling you, man. They've just they're killing these Hashiras left and right. 
It is just the top six, but the six are doing very well. Yeah. Very well. Icky says both of his blood sickles were fully or were full of deadly poison that should be in Tingen's bloodstream right now. But Tingen is a trained shinobi. He is immune to almost all types of poison. Daki says all the shinobi were extinct. That they she doesn't believe him, that doesn't exist anymore. And this is when we get a little background on Tengen. He had nine siblings. Seven died by the time he was fifteen. Now I thought this was some story about like how they were all like conjecting poison into themselves to try and become these shinobi, but it almost seems like they were just training really runs of runs of the litter. Yeah, it was like they they literally were all put through like insane training regiments, and those just didn't live because so, it was so insane. So that's what because I thought then I thought that that's what it was, but then it almost made it seem like Tengen was saying that his dad really stepped on the gas once the others died, trying to make him strong. So I what was a, a little what unclear. What a great on father! That. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good fathers in this show. Um. Yeah, the father forced him and his brother to train as hard as they could. We kind of do a flashback. We see his brother. He looks pretty dope. Surely we're going to see this guy eventually, right? Yes. Um, They do too much story building for him. It has to be. Because it didn't say he died, right? No, he never says he died. He's like, he was exactly like my father. Yeah, they almost made it seem like he went the wrong path. Like, he turned into a bad guy almost. But then I was... This was the most confusing part of the episode because he's talking about the father. We see this guy who's got the brother had like black hair, right? And then all of a sudden, Tingen is kneeling in front of the not blind master. And I was like, "What are they trying to say something there?" But we're just jumping ahead in time, right? Jumping ahead in time. He already had his three wives. Mm-hmm. The not blind. Well, master. I think I only saw two. He Wasn't just, only two at the time. I think he might have only had two so far. So what's insane though is that the master has gone blind within the past just couple of years. Right, it's within the, within the last wife would be another within time the last frame. wife. Yeah, since Tingen's third wife, the master has formed blind receptacles. Yeah, he was so tired of going to weddings that he just he's like, I can't see yeah. the wedding anyway, so I'm not going. You should think about that. You go to a lot of weddings. If you you're blind, people wouldn't expect you to yeah. show up to as many. That's a good point. But yeah, soft spoken master preaches Tingen under a cherry blossom tree while we slowly pan into the asshole of one of Tingen's wives. Mm. Did you see that panning? I did see that panning. It was interesting camera I'm work. all about the camera panning in this episode. <laughs> Tingen thinks about My how... mouth can be the pan below her. Oh, gross. Tingen thinks about how he would lay down his... Uh, you really knocked me off my train track with that one. Tingen thinks about how he would lay down his life for his master, but starts to breathe kind of heavy. I, I love how much respect all of these damn Hashiras have for that master. They all respect the hell out of them. Yeah, but can I be honest? You might not like this. Other people might not, might not like it, but I'm going to say it. He, when he was kind of giving ting, Tingen the whole spiel, a bit of a word salad. It was a bit of a word oh, salad. Oh, Ronnie. Kind of. Kind of preachy. A lot of words. You're not a, you just don't like senseis, do you? Give me the... Sum it up. Sum it up for me. No, I like a I like a sensei that works like Urokodaki did, where he says he's not doing anything else for me, but then keeps doing things for me. Yeah. I don't need a guy who's just blah 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 blah. See, okay, now you, you just made me think of something though. If uh, if uh, Hashira only lasts twenty years, 
from like the age of 20 to 40. That's the normal time span. Then right. they retire. The they prime. die. They're prime. That's a lot. If if these demons have been around for 500 years, that is a lot of different generations of Hashiras to go through. So that make the kill count actually adds up to me. The kill count's too many, man. It's you too think so? And le- I mean, if they do come straight out and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've been around for a thousand years," then it's like, okay. All well, right. centuries. Five. Just think. Just, we'll just say five hundred. We'll go half that. That's a what long a, time. Let me ask you this: What percentage rate do you think that they make it out of their th- serving? Well, we know Yurikodaki did. We know Rengoku's dad did. Um, I think they're the only two. It's the only ones we know of. <laughs> I think there's two. There might be two more. I'll allow for two more that I would believe. But if it's been centuries, there could have been more that died just of natural causes that made it out. Yeah, Tanji, well, Tanjiro's it, father, and probably is the Hashira team always as many as it is now. Right. It could just be five. Instead I mean, of, that what, is, is it the, ten now. Or that something? is. There's a lot, and for all we know, maybe it was twenty. Maybe for a while there was twenty in there, and some of them didn't even. He did say, the master did say this is his strongest group. So Mm -hmm. it could have been 20 and they just weren't as good as they are now. It is just an insane amount of kill count. And I'm almost starting to think I'm recommending that we do one more layer. It seems like now it's all figured out. I think it just took 500 years to figure it out. Okay. All right. I, I like that. Now that Hashira really means Hashira. It really means it. Now it makes sense. I think before they made a mistake, like... There should have been a Hashira, and then there should have been like a super Hashira that like Urokodaki and, super. and yeah, uh, Rengoku's dad could have been the ones super that like super Saiyan Hashira. Then, yeah, above <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, just a really easy to understand power scale. Just an idea. Anyway, Icky the incel starts to laugh because he thinks the poison is starting to work after all that big talk about how he was immune. But Ting- Tingen says. He could eat a hundred bowls of tempura flashily, which is nothing. I mean, he's using that as like an example of I'm doing completely fine. But yeah, like I could eat a hundred bowls of tempura if I had the flu. <laughs> it's not a big deal. He's just being caught. He, this is something you have to say to somebody when they think you're being weak. Tengen throws baby bombs and one gets a hold of Daki who is decapitated once again. He goes after Icky with a wild sword grip that makes it uh, longer. Uh, did you see that Dude, sword this grip? Is awesome. This is like a crocodile mouth's grip strength that yeah, he has yeah. with his fingertips. Incredible. Yeah, it's got to be. Because it's incredible. The, the thing about that sword is like there's not like a bat handle, pommel, that like keeps your hands from sliding off of it. When you're holding the edge of a sword like that, all it... Everything behind you that's holding it back is thinner than what you're actually grabbing, so it could very easily slip from the grip. Right. But he's really pinching that bad boy. Can you imagine getting a, a titty twister from that guy? Oh, my gosh. Owie. Owie, indeed. You wouldn't even have a titty anymore. You wouldn't. What do you call his weapon? I know. Well, it's called something because they flash it up on the screen every now and then. Scythes? It's, no, no, no. That's Icky. I- Icky, Icky has, has scythes. scythes. Tengen has, like... Sword nunchucks. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you call them, but they're, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> they're pretty cool. Icky thinks that Tingen has found out about the sibling's little secret, but that he will die nonetheless. And then boom, just like that, entering from stage left, we have Inosuke and Winitsu, and then yeah. boom, from stage right, Tanjiro. Icky, you were dealing with a Hashira? Well, now you're you're dealing with somebody that's asleep, 
a George Borman member. Yeah. And Tanjiro. Okay, it's over. Did this get you excited though? It got me so pumped, especially seeing Zenitsu asleep. I knew Winitsu. I knew that's what I'm saying. I knew Winitsu was in control. That I mean that His really it is hilarious how much differently I react when he's on screen when he's asleep and has that snot bubble. Yeah, he has to have the dangling bubble. from his nose. I'm legitimately excited to see him. I'm like, I'm like, yes, they're doing it. He's still asleep. I don't know why he's still asleep, but they're doing it. And it's about time they showed up. <laughs> the gang, they're looking like a proper squad. The rest of the town is losing its absolute mind. Thank goodness this is all because Bill came out talking about giving noise complaints to the city. And when he died, people were like, okay, Bill's gone. Let's get out of here. They start to flee. Tengen's wives are helping everyone escape. They're being very helpful. Uh, Tengen gets hyped up because of Tanji's flashy entrance, which what we just said. It was I, very flashy. It was very nice. Very nice entrance. And Icky the Incel at this point has completely fallen into the bad guy trope of just being cocky about everyone, uh, about everyone's impending doom, no matter the circumstance. And how could you not? When you've killed 17 Hashiras and then you've got a guy that's asleep trying to fight you, like, how could you not? Yeah, but at some point, you gotta, you know, take this situation seriously. Because did he kill all 17 Hashira at one time? No, he didn't. So, he's fighting one person that he was already like, oh, this guy's different than the other ones. And then two more people show up, and he's still like, "Ah, that guy's asleep, no problem. (laughs) And then another guy shows up that you just had a run in or well actually no Tong Tanju didn't. Then another guy shows up and he's still like, eh, it doesn't matter. Anything's fine. They could be dropping a nuke on him. He'd be like, Oh, very yeah. interesting. It doesn't matter anyway, you're all going to die. <laughs> this is exactly what he sounds like too. Thank you. Tanji analyzes the situation, and he isn't that concerned about the appearance of Icky, which I thought like it's just business as usual for Tanji. I know that demons well, all look kind of scary, but this guy, especially, you think he'd be like, "Whoa!" I thought it. I thought he did say that it feels like. No, he smells different. I thought he said it. He could feel him in his throat. It feels so different. I think he was saying that his smell is so different that he can feel it in his throat. That's pretty scary. If you can feel something in your throat from a smell, mm-hmm. that guy, I, I would. It'd be fair to say that that guy's been not wearing deodorant longer than I have. I would agree. And I appreciate that Tanji was able to tell that he was different. I still just think anytime you see that guy for the first time, your first reaction should be... He looks scary. Should holy be, scoly. Holy scoly, get this guy a honey bun. Yes, yes. <laughs> We've got to put some meat on the bones. Um, how do you put meat on the bones? Honey buns. Uh, now, Tanji is also, though, doing the demon math I was doing last episode, which I appreciated. He's like, okay, wait, there's two of them. Are they upper six together? Is this a four plus two situation? Are they both upper six demons? What's going on? We still don't really know, except we do know that they're... Yeah, they're just... They basically have just said that they're one, kind right. of. Yeah. Whatever, it, that, whatever that means. So just in case, this is what I was talking about earlier in the episode, just in case anyone is wondering, we are 12 minutes into the episode um, of just the two groups arguing with each with yes. each other, five feet apart, about why they're the ones who will win the fight. Yes. <laughs> now, 
for whatever reason, that's the typical anime thing that would drive me crazy. I think that they kept enough new things in it um, that like put in between those moments of like, this is why I'm going to win that it didn't drive me crazy. I just eventually got to the 12 minute mark and realized that that's what we had been yeah. doing. I think just the, the, uh, the show up of our little crew our three man crew really helped out on that. Yeah. If they didn't have that cool entrance and then the flashback lot. helped a little bit mm-hmm. as well. It's just funny visually when they're five feet apart and they just keep oh, talking yeah. over and over again. Well, and it, this is where I was getting annoyed, but right. What, what's about to happen though, where icky, the incel mm-hmm. is that what you're about to talk about where he just charges out of nowhere oh we're not there yet okay <laughs> okay we still have to go to the calling card before we fight and then we go to tengen knows that icky doesn't absorb his weaker sister just because it makes him harder to kill now they're, they're breaking down their game plans they're so like, so Ikki, hold on say that to me one more time yep here we go tengen knows that Icky doesn't absorb his weaker sister just because it makes him harder to kill. Oh, because they'll both be as one it's it's, easier target than if she's away. Right. It's okay. just better in numbers. You know, like, what are we getting ready to see here? Inosuke and Winitsu are going up to the rooftops to fight her while Icky, you know, just helps the numbers game. This is when he says that he's killed 15, she's killed 7 Hashira, and she says that there are their deaths are inevitable, and finally she starts the fight because she throws a scarf at Winitsu. And, I mean, this guy. It's so funny that she chooses Winitsu, it, though. Wrong choice. It was a bad choice. Wrong choice. Because this guy launches a beam of lightning shooting them both into the sky. Dude, I wish Tengen would have commented on that and been like, holy shit, that guy is quick. Literally, he like, should have said out of nowhere. He went flashy. Literally. Yeah, literally flashy. <laughs> but he doesn't say anything, does he? He doesn't. Which I'm, now that you brought that up, I'm yeah. kind of mad. Anosuke, he goes to help, tells the others to take down the praying mantis-looking guy, which I appreciated. I was like, all right. Anosuke's so funny. He does kind of look like a praying mantis. Winitsu asked for an apology. uh, This is a throwback right here. Asked to receive an apology for the girl's ear that Daki pulled when under disguise many episodes ago. He doesn't forget. He never forgets. He doesn't. He's such a gentleman. And dude, speaking of gentlemen, I cannot help but notice in this moment, for some reason, that this demon is titted out. <laughs> oh, you just now noticed? Her milkers, okay? Whoa, I don't, don't call him that. I don't think she can even get pregnant. Why does she have that big of milkers? I've came to the conclusion, it's all a distraction. She purposefully Ooh. grew them like that just to distract these humans. Because think about it, if Zenitsu wasn't Winitsu right now, he would totally be distracted. I mean, I still don't... Do you think that they were brother and sister in real life? Or is this some messed up demon relationship thing? It could be It could be either. It really could be either, because it's like, they don't even... Like, they've been demons for centuries, if that's... Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they said centuries. Then they, how would they know? Like, a lot of them don't even remember their past life. That's true. I just... That dynamic's kind of interesting, interesting, and I like. I didn't like that you called him milkers. I thought that was pretty gross, but I did kind of like you saying that she's just trying to build up appearances to lure her prey in. Because um, that's what she's done in and, the little whorehouse. And if he, Icky, 
can like manipulate that stuff. Like maybe what now we're just going off on a tangent. He's obviously very icky. Uh, what if he used all of the beauty that he once had and just gave it to her to help her appearance to help trick mm. people? And he's just been hiding in the shadows all along. I just don't even know if they were actual actual siblings. Yeah, we need a really hot guy demon to like distract the women. Yes, although they're not. We need more women too. I think. Well, we got Shinobu. Um, who's the other Hashira? <laughs> the heart one. My, my point exactly. No, the love Hashira. There's a, there's a few of them. I think there's like three of them. Yeah. We need one, just one demon to distract them. There's three of them, and then uh, Canal, who doesn't seem like... If she didn't have a crush on Tanji, then she just might not like guys. Or anybody. She seems asexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, that's fine, but I'm just saying, like, if I put... Make me a girl around the same age as Tanji. I'm picking Winitsu. Winitsu, yes. Winitsu, no. Zenitsu comes on a little too strong. And then, and then, like, in SK, you don't pay him any attention because he's got that boar's mask on. But as soon as he takes it off, you just instantly go, whoa, what have I been missing out on? Right. Yeah. Then it's kind of like, uh, how do your emotions play then? Is it like, wow, you should be leading a boy band? Or it's like, oh, wow, we should go get our nails done together? Right. I mean, they, they would think he's a good-looking gal. Well, not gal. Good-looking guy. But... He's just too eccentric, I think. Too, right. Too all over. The, he's too a part of his George Borman tribe to really go after him. Well, and it's just, you can't get past the voice. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah. be as beautiful as you want, but if you hear a voice like that, then it's just kind of like, it changes the whole dynamic. I'm not saying that you're any less beautiful, but you just can't. Yeah, on the inside. Well, that is on the inside. Mm-hmm. So Docky then goes on explaining that she has the same exact feelings as Chad does towards illegal prostitution, which is pretty messed up views, if I may say so myself. They're just trying to earn a dollar out there. What was the views? Say it. <laughs> that she, it was gross. It was n- not cool. That never said that shouldn't be allowed. No, it's I know what you I've say when never the never micro- once said that. I know Ronnie. what you say when the microphones are turned off. I have said that I wouldn't personally do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you couldn't. Because it takes a it does extremely skilled worker to in a certain type of person to do that. You're not strong willed enough, and I'd have to take a lot of pills. She starts to rant, and her voice gets scary. It's like starts morphing into something else. But turns out, it's because Icky is saying the same thing at the same time elsewhere. Because they are one, Chad. They are one. He then launches into an attack and is centimeters away from. I'll say I'll say millimeters. This I'll is say. where this is what I thought was interesting. Tanji's still sitting there thinking. It's like I'm just like, when is somebody going to do something? And this guy comes out of nowhere so quick to where Tanji has no chance to even react to it. Lures him to sleep, but that that's the thing about Tanji too is he's also thinking in slow motion, saying, telling himself to uh, to move. Dodge. Yeah. He d- he's telling himself, but <laughs> Tengen has to do it for him. Yeah, he kind of evades, but like you said, Tengen steps in to help. Worm belts rain from the sky. Anosuke, like all of us, are grossed out by Daki's third eye that she grew a second ago that I forgot yeah, to mention. What what in the heck is that? I don't know. I Why don't does know. she have a third eye? I know we all have third eyes. Okay, I'm trying to reach my pineal gland uh, at all moments in life. It's kind of... 
It's kind of what I've been doing recently, but... What do you... The pineal gland, your third eye? Why? No. That is your third eye. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's why it's in her forehead. Your pineal gland is right here. That's why she grew it right there. Pineal gland? Yes. That's a thing. Ronnie, look it up. Pineal gland. <laughs> Type in pineal gland third eye. Don't... That's telling me to... How do you spell it? P-I-N-E-A-L. Yeah, I thought it was an E. That's why I was more concerned. Pineal gland. Third eye. What is the pineal gland? (laughs) Your pineal (laughs) gland. I can't say. Your pineal gland, also called the pineal body or epiphysis cerebri. That's what I like to call it. I call that. Is a tiny gland in your brain that's located beneath the back part of the corpsus callosum. It's part of your endocrine system and secretes the hormone melatonin. The pineal gland was commonly called the third eye for many reasons, including its location deep in the center of the brain and its connection to light via the circadian rhythm and melatonin secretion. Many spiritual traditions believe it serves as a connection between the physical and spiritual worlds. So I'll, I'll take my L. Congratulations. But I have one note. Call it something else. <laughs> But that's where she grew it. She grew it from her pineal gland, if demons have that. so. Yeah, anytime an eye opens sideways, I'm out. You know what I mean? Get him out of there. Yeah, do you think... Dude, imagine having more than two eyes. Because they're yeah. all connected perfectly. Like, your two eyes are connected perfectly, as in, like, it's not like you're seeing other yeah, yeah, yeah. things. It's w- Which doesn't make sense, by the way. It doesn't. I don't know how... It's making me freak out right now. Yeah, I know. I'm Don't th- and this, everyone stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it because it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense that our brain somehow just mixes the Dude. two perfectly. And then think about your nose. It just I don't want to think about nose. it. Oh my! I can't look. Why anymore. are we thinking about? Wait, why are we thinking about our nose? Think about your nose. Your brain automatically blocks it out because your nose is always in your sight. But now think. About oh my god! It. Don't tell me how my brain automatically blocks it out because now all I can see is my nose. I'm staring yeah. at it right now. Yeah. All I can see is my nose. And it sucks, doesn't it? It's not fun watching your nose. Oh, That's dude, why you dude, automatically all, block it out. It also trips me up so much how you can just, you know, you get into the mode where you close one eye. Because it is, it all just feels like one vision. Yeah. But you're like, oh, no, that right eye is doing some work that the left eye just can't do. Yeah, do you have an eye that's better? My left eye is more clearer, I think. Really? You have one that's more clear? Maybe not clear, but like different shades. Dude, I'll tell you what, well, now that I'm looking at it, I don't think that one's more clear. But I think my peripheral vision on my left is better than my right. Check that out. What do you think? Well, I can't see from your eye. Like I can't. I can't like physically. No, I'm see saying where but, your eyes. I know, looking. but I'm saying for you. Like oh, my left peripheral vision. I can see way over here, but my right eye is kind of like here. Well, that's because you have a door right there. No, I know, but I should still be able to see the wall, dude. Oh, you can't see the the wall. My peripheries are the same. It's just one of them's like shaded different. What were we talking about? Doki. Doki's third eye. Oh, yes. God, that thing was gross. Yeah. So she goes on about how now she can really fight because her brother is awake, which means that something in, I don't know, you know, it's demon stuff. You wouldn't get it. Anosuke has the line of the episode. He says, if you're really as strong as you say you are. Now, let me try it again. It's my favorite line of the yeah, episode. Yeah, this is my quote of the day. 
It was my favorite line. I wrote it down exactly correct, and then for whatever reason, I started like free versing my quote of the week. Because you saw your nose while you were reading it. Don't stop talking about that. I just got done thinking about it. He says, if you're really as strong as you say, then why run your mouth the whole time instead of killing us? Got him. Gotcha. What if his next line was, and don't forget the muscle mice, and they just come out of nowhere? <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about the muscle the mice. The muscle mice come out of nowhere and just start attacking her, like start punching her. I need them, but it makes sense that they're not there. Think about how long it took for everyone else to catch up with Tanji. Look at their little legs, dude. Yeah, they've got little tiny legs. They're on their way. They're coming. They're going to be a big factor in this fight. Now, I did like the worm belt throughout this episode because it just kind of has a mind of its own and it's everywhere during both of these fights, just like causing yep. chaos. Um, Icky the incel is extremely quick, gets a couple cuts on Tengen. The animation from these last five minutes, both fight sequences, is insane. Tanji at this the point Sith, the scythe like is I don't know if you're at that point yet but the scythe like spinners or whatever it is uh with that Tanji deals with yes uh, I'm getting there yeah okay. yeah Tanji's just fighting scarfs at this point for yeah he's just trying to block scarfs for ten mm-hmm. almost yeah and until he blocks some icky blood scythe sickles slices that they appear to be just absolutely shredding his sword yeah. And this is where I was like, for the love of God, do not let the sword snap again. The crisis of dealing with the sword maker, mm-hmm. the swordsmith, would be way worse than this fight right now. Now you know it's my favorite thing. So what I was thinking was, please, sword snap, please, sword snap, <laughs> please. <laughs> but then one of the worst things happens. I mean, it's good for Tanji. I'm glad that he's understanding his powers more. But my favorite trope is the sword breaking and having to see the sword guy. He realizes that the water breathing technique is better for defense, and if he had just been using that this whole time, his blades wouldn't have gotten chipped earlier. So he does it, and immediately, these blood sickles do not like the water. Right. Tingen uses some sound breathing fifth form string performance. It didn't seem like it did much. I'm going to be honest, I don't know what it did. Uh, probably wasn't using the best stringed instruments he could. Which what, what do you think would be? The best stringed instruments? Yeah. A harp. Name your top three. Harp, okay. Violin. Okay. Cello. Yep. Is that a good top three? Yeah. Name one more, just to prove that you know that more than three stringed instruments. A trombone. Wrong. I'm just kidding. I know a trombone is the... The wind. trombone is the one where it's, it's like, a horn. you left your lights on. SpongeBob Crawls goes. If you guys don't know what he's talking about, he's talking about the classic episode where they go to, uh, I mean, one, it's when they go to the super dome, the bubble ball, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. But uh, they're at band practice, and Patrick raises his hand and says, is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> And then Squidward gets fed up with him and just Oh Patrick, horseradish is not an instrument either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then I'll name one last one a banjo. Okay. I like how you kept guitar in the back pocket just in case I asked. I I did, I did, I did. But I wasn't gonna say it. That's the easy way out. Yeah, I like that. Doki calls Inosuke and Winitsu ugly toads. Now let me ask you this real quick. I need you to remind me, because it's one of those things where you're lazy for absolutely no reason. 
I need to go turn off autocorrect on my laptop. It is That's not smart. It is I've not a it good either. feature for an anime podcaster. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times I trip up in my notes because instead of Inosuke, it says insure. It says Docky insures. I, Do you order a lot of those insures? All of a sudden, those? I thought she was, uh, you know, standing in line at Progressive, which I think is an online company. But <laughs> I thought you were drinking the insures. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Real quick, funny story about insure that I think I ta- told on one of the Patreon podcasts. My grandpa, who was 93 years old, used to drink insures. Um, I had not seen one since. I went to a little trendy eating spot with one of my other friends and when we were there paying $75 for an entree there was a guy behind the bar who must have been 33 years old just taken down an insure that's awesome that's, <laughs> was, that's epic it was the craziest thing I ever saw an insure? Like, insure <laughs> yeah he said he didn't actually bring it with him someone had him he went do you want one of these? he said sure I'll take an insure yeah. Daki calls Inosuke and Winitsu ugly toads and just more incredible animation rooftop. You know somebody is drinking an insure right now listening to this, just mortified that you said that. He's going, hey! Yeah. They've got all the nutritional value that you could want <laughs> in a beverage of 12 ounces. Tanji starts to act... Tanji starts acting on a new role of just being a bit of a distraction to help minimizing the effects of the worm belt. But he's almost ready to pass out. Tengen's face, it's turning purple. Things aren't looking good. The poison's clearly getting to him. When one of Tengen's wives, who I saw earlier, when the other two were helping them, everyone escape from the city, there was one that was going down an alley, very belabored. Like, I, And I didn't put it in my notes because I didn't remember why she was struggling. So she was the one that kind of had a run-in with Daki. Yep. So I'm assuming that's why she was really struggling mm-hmm. around the city. But I didn't know what she was doing, so I didn't put her in my notes then. Turns out she was holding a weapon of mass destruction. Yes, this weapon's insane. Climbing up on rooftops. And she's got this crazy-ass weapon called a kunai, or I don't know what the weapon's called. The blades inside of said weapon are kunais. Mm-hmm. Kunai, uh, I think, plural. Okay, that would make sense. Icky is... How would you describe his reaction to seeing such a weapon? He actually thought it was going to damage him, I think. Yeah, he thought it was going to damage him, but he was also like, it won't be a problem. It won't, yeah, because he, he saw who was shooting it, and he's like, well, I'm dealing with a Hashira right here. I don't know if that's going to mess me up. And so he does a move, Blood Demon Art, Rampant Arc Rampage, where he just kind of creates a dome of blood... Uh, but Tengen, he takes the moment to attack, even though he is also getting hit with the kunai. Yes. That turns out to be laced with wisteria, um, mm-hmm. which great for fighting demons. So when Tengen cuts Icky's legs off, he can't regen them. And then Tanji follows up behind Tengen, going for the neck, but end of episode. Now, real quickly... Icky was still smiling as if he had everything under control, but he's also a crazy person. He's very crazy. You never know. It doesn't seem like he's under control because he can't even grow his legs back. Right. If that's the case. Now, I don't know I don't know if that's a delay or if it's like he will never be able to grow back. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like it's probably just a delay. Yeah, I think it's just when he's in the presence of Wisteria. Like, so it's like his version of Kryptonite. You know, we get him out of there, he can regen again. But in the presence of Wisteria... Well, he got hit by it, though, didn't he? Like, yeah, the poison? Yeah. So he basically got poisoned with Wisteria? Mm-hmm. How It'll, does he get that out of him? I think it wears off, probably. Oh, okay. I don't think, you know... I'm sure his little demon body can filter that stuff out. It looks like all his organs work great. So <laughs> It does, yeah. He's a perfect bill of health. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of one of the weirder cliffhangers because it does seem like Tanji's just getting ready to slice this dude's neck. I don't know how that doesn't happen. But we've seen it plenty of times before where I think the last time that Tanji was three inches from slicing Daki's neck, he immediately started bleeding from every orifice of his body. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen again. (laughs) Because he was getting ready to pass out. Maybe he just passes out right as he's getting ready to do it. I did. I don't know if we mentioned this either, but Tengen realized while fighting, he saw Tanji's hurt hand, one of his hurt hands that he's literally having to control his entire sword with basically only his left hand. Mm. He also mentioned like one or two other things where he was like, Tanji's about to completely explode. <laughs> He's like, we've got to do this quick because Tanji's about to be done. Well, for that, and I love the touch. Like, they didn't say... Uh, Icky kind of makes a comment about how the poison was getting to Tengen, but that was way earlier on, and he Tengen was just kind of breathing heavy. But late in the scene, you can see where he's got, like, this purple just mm-hmm. growing from the side of his it face. W- it was like the purple that Zenitsu got. Yes. Except, except obviously, it affected Zenitsu way heavier. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's growing. It's growing. Tanji's hurt. Zenitsu, or sorry, Winitsu and Inosuke are dealing with the scarf tentacles. So, things actually aren't looking that great. I know that we have a chance right here, but seems like it might be the only chance. Well, I'm just interested to see if we get a hold of him, how she is immediately affected. Because I feel like as soon as we slice him up, either she just stops altogether because she's like existing off him or she immediately becomes weaker so right because we've seen her get her head sliced twice and it didn't do anything yeah it didn't bother so is that gonna happen with him just a scratch oh yeah 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 i bet i bet it would that would make sense like you got to get both their heads off at the same time to to really make it happen good thinking chad is someone who's seen this already i've been ronnie (laughs) I've been chatty. Follow us at Ronnie and Chad. We'll talk with you next week. Peace. Peace.